And welcome, everybody, to a special episode of the Animaniacast. So hit it! Welcome, everybody, once again to the Animated Cast. This, of course, is the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky in the Brain, and Regazoid. But today, like I said before, we've got a special episode. I am Joey, and uh, Nathan and Kelly, my co-hosts, uh, are not here. They're enjoying the holidays doing... Oh, I don't know, whatever you do, uh, you know, after the holidays. It's New Year's Day, the time this uh, episode is being released, and, uh, well, we have a special episode, uh, like I've said a couple times now. Uh, It's a commentary of episode 49 of Animaniacs that, of course, features a Christmas plots and Little Drummer Warner's And for this commentary, we not only have the creator of the show, Tom Ruger, but we also have the director of Little Drummer Warners, Lenord Robinson. Uh, This episode was previously only available to our fine supporters over at Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Animaniacast. And, uh, well, I figured, you know, it's even though Christmas has come and gone, it uh, technically is still the Christmas season. Uh, you know, right until the, like, what, the uh, Epiphany, uh, which I think is uh, January 6th or something like that. So, you know, hey, the, be- better late than never. And w- what the heck, you know, an, an extra, you know, Christmas holiday gift, we'll, we'll take it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this was a really fun episode to record. Uh, we got to just sit back and enjoy watching the episode. Not only is it a hilarious episode, but of course, you're going to get some great insight into the development of this show. So if you would like more uh, commentaries such as this, head on over to patreon.com slash Animaniacast. You can get lots of commentaries from not only Tom and Lenord and also uh, other writers such as Peter Hastings, Paul Rugg. And uh, let's see, John P. McCann as well did a few. So a lot of a uh, lot of fun, uh, you know, awaits you. And uh, we appreciate your support. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to me before, uh, along with Nathan Kelly, Tom and Lenord. And uh, Nathan's going to tell everybody how to sync it up. Well, I think it'd be fun if Lenard, because Lenard not only directed this episode, but he storyboarded it, he slugged it. And I'm talking about uh, uh, Little Drummer Warners. Yes. He storyboarded it, he slugged it, he directed it, he timed it. I mean, 
he really kind of lived this thing. And, and it is, without a doubt, you know, it may be the most beautiful episode of the entire series. I think the half hour, the entire half hour is one of the very best episodes of the entire series. And uh, just, you know, I think it would be great as we watch Little Drummer Warner, just, you know, if if you have the chance to just share some of the experience of how you made it and, and that that would be great, I think, for everyone. Well, first, yeah, I mean, first of all, I'd just like to say thank you, Tom, because that's a that's a that's that's wonderful praise. Thank you so much. I mean, Tom made this possible, really, for me in a lot of ways, because. Yeah, everybody. We had a, we had great crews, as Tom knows, and everybody, every all the directors were were wonderful. But Tom made this very easy for me because he gave me some of the best people to work on this thing. I remember, <laughs> I mean, I had and the people that I had were fine, but I mean, he was giving me like the, the very best background painters, and the, you know, I just he he just dumped all these great people to help me on this thing, and uh, and then I was into doing it, you know, and he I think he knew I would be. So I, I really owe a lot to Tom just in how he like <laughs> ran interference, you know, made it well, possible for me to have the, what I needed to do it. Well, I, you know, the only credit I get is really knowing that you were just absolutely the right guy for this one. And you, you sure were. Uh, it's just it's so good. I mean, I, I think about how the uh, the three wise men bounce off the camels with the music. I mean, it's just fabulous, fabulous. It was uh, fun. It was everything about this thing was fun. I mean, fun to board, fun to fun to time it, fun to yeah. It was, it was a joy. I mean, it's the kind of thing where you you wish you could do everything like that. It isn't always doesn't always work that way, but you know that's right. That's right. We don't always have the time, and uh, sometimes, you know, on this one, uh, we, you know, if you needed a little more time on it. Uh, as far as I was concerned, that that makes sense. So uh, I was all for you, sort of giving it the care that it deserved. Yeah, yeah, we followed through. I mean, it, it turned out beautiful. I couldn't have been happier with it. So yeah, I'm glad you were happy with it, Tom. That was amazing. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> well, let me just share a little story. Leonard probably remembers this. That uh, you know. I wanted to make the, the the cartoon a great deal. And I really didn't want anyone to say, I didn't want to give anyone the opportunity to say, hey, maybe you shouldn't make that cartoon because it does have sort of a, uh, you know, it has a sort of a, the story of the birth of, of Jesus. And, you know, aside from uh, the the Charlie Brown peanut special, it's, that's just not something that shows up a lot in the Christmas specials. I mean, most of it's like Frosty the Snowman stuff. So uh, when Lenard started in on it and and uh, it was underway, uh, the fellow from Amblin, Doug Wood, said, hey, uh, before you get going on this, we should fill in Stephen on it. And Stephen at this point was, was in Poland making... Uh, schindler's list so i said oh yeah i'll handle that i said to doug Wood, yeah i'll, I'll hand i'll talk I'll, I'll talk to steven about it and whether it slipped my mind or whether i didn't <laughs> want to bother i didn't i didn't want to worry about it. anyway uh steven heard about this cartoon existing the day that he saw it in the conference room at our studio 
where it was fully scored and complete. It was, <laughs> it was done. And and he watched it and he loved it. And he said, okay, when are we doing the Hanukkah story? <laughs> anyway, it, it, it really was uh, just one of the rare cartoons where Leonard and, and his crew, no, nobody bugged them. They just, they got to do it. And, uh, and the recording sessions were great too. So. Awesome. <laughs> Everything about it. Well, Lenord, it, it is great having you on. I mean, you, you've, of course, uh, not only worked on Animaniacs, but of course, uh, Tasmania. Of course, we're on Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries. You've worked again with Tom on an episode of uh, Hysteria. And then, of course, on Proud Family as well. Um, how, how exactly did you get involved with Animaniacs? Uh, to begin with, oh, gosh. Um, actually, I think it was well. I was on Tasmania, and I don't know if it was Art Vitello that um, mentioned me to Tom, or I don't remember. I mean, I had met Tom before, and I can't remember if it was Tom that actually asked me to be on it. I I don't remember <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it was such a long time ago. It seems like I, I guess I had done okay. You know, it was like Tasmania was my directing debut. That was the first time I'd ever directed. And I guess I got some good notes from somebody and, and I guess it got to Tom. And it seems like I recall that Tom might have asked me. I, I don't remember. Tom, do you remember that? Because I don't Yeah, I, as I recall, we were in some, you know, there were extracurricular activities that we do. We uh, And... I, I met you there, and and I knew you were doing Tasmania. And I think as Tasmania wrapped, uh, different productions had an eye on uh, an eye out for Lenar. They you know they wanted to grab him the minute he was free, and, <laughs> and I sort of I sort of swept in and made sure uh, Animaniacs got him. Yeah. Yeah, seems like that. that sounds right. Because I remember um, one of the first episodes of Tasmania that I did was a, a show called Airborne Airheads. And I remember uh, G. McCurdy making a really nice comment about it. And I think you, Tim, Tim Sarnoff even made a very nice, which, which was, I considered, wow, you know. So, <laughs> so the next person I saw was Tom. I was like, oh, okay. So I figured, all right, I guess I must have done something all right. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so, so Leonard was stuck at Warner Brothers for a few years there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. of my career, some of the best years of my career, no question. Yeah, uh, I loved it. And let's make sure Lenard is seeing what you're seeing, Joey. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing it. Okay. You saw that? Okay, good. That's very important. Just do you see what I see? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly do. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Thank you so much, patrons, for uh, tuning in once again. We are here, and we are going to be, I, I would say, probably doing the Christmas specials of all Christmas specials right here. This is The Christmas Plots, which was directed by Rusty Mills and written by Randy Rogel and Paul Rugg. And, of course, like we were talking about, Little Drummer Warners, directed by Lenord Robinson, who's joining us today. And, of course, was written by Earl Cress and Tom Ruger. So I think uh, we, we did a nice preamble right there. But, Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here? How do we make sure that everyone at home is synced up with us with their episode of Animaniacs? Great 
question. Okay, so first things first, start your episode 50 of Animaniacs, and then as soon as Bugs Bunny, standing in front of the Warner Brothers emblem, fades to black, you hit pause on your VCR, and Joey will tell you to unpause your VHS tape. <laughs> yes. We're all using VHS still. Yes. So, okay, Bugs Bunny is going to be, is is faded to black, and now we're going to unpause it on the count of three. One, two, three, and go. So I love the CBS opening right there. Yes, that's like the old <laughs> CBS stuff. With a snow. See, this isn't a normal newsreel of the stars. We got a blizzard. Mm-hmm. Going on. It's Christmas themed. Yes. Now, uh, yeah, I love the snow in the in the opening. Mm. it's weird that it's snowing inside on all the <laughs> <laughs> you know, go inside termite that's how bad termite terrace was is that there were holes in the roof I think it's a nice way right here with the jingle bells, though, of, of making it a little bit more festive. I mean, it's, hey, there's no but, confusing. You know, they should probably go with the beat, but they don't quite go with the beat. Dun, 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 dun. I, I, well, see, the jingle bells stop right there, though. Oh, well, they probably went out of sync. Yeah. They're kind of tuning them down and then turning them back up, I think. Yeah, I do like that the snow is just falling everywhere, no matter what the set is. (laughs) All right. Now, Lenard, when when we're watching this one, which, you know, of course, Rusty uh, directed, uh, didn't you tell, tell me about Rusty a little bit? Rusty, a tremendous talent, wonderful guy, can animate beautifully. Uh, gosh, I've known, I'd known Rusty for a long time, actually, before he worked there with you. And um, I knew he would be a great director. You know, he's just one of those guys that have a lot of creativity, uh, just real heart for characters. And just, you know, also a real sense of humor, <laughs> which you need, I think, to be a good director. But yeah. Absolutely. Gosh, I can't say enough good things about Rusty. I miss him very much. I mean, he's one of the first people actually to really kind of bring us into the computer age, actually. I think. Yes. Just wants to do it. But yeah, just a tremendous talent. Now, the this, book, the yeah. Christmas. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the, this is such a good story. This is such a great cartoon with such great music. And then it got interpreted uh, into a horrible read-along book. 
oh, later yes, on. It did. Yeah, which it's, which we've we reviewed, and yeah, I think we all gave it one star. Whatever, you know, like what, the worst they, rating. Anything? What did they do to the book that was different? Did they use the tracks? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was yeah. it was no music by Randy. It was the story. The story was there. They gave I think. Uh, uh, oh, that's great animation. To, to Paul and Randy for the story. Uh, but Cool Modi uh, changed up the music and uh, did some uh, new tracks on it and everything. Oh, and, really? There are songs in it, but they're yes. not the same ones. Mm-hmm. I'll and send you the link. It's on YouTube, Tom. You, I don't know if you'll be able to survive it. Are the songs it. performed by our cast? Yes. Oh. Wow. So even okay. Sherry does a rap of sorts. It's... Oh. It's something else. <laughs> I love I will this say, line coming up here from from Sherry here, because she doesn't really she doesn't really commit to the role. <laughs> she lost the other page, and she's mad that she's being paid scale. I think Rusty and and the crew made some great decisions on how they they painted the Warners. They you know these sort of like blue pastelly colors for, to represent ghosty versions of them. Very very pretty. Yeah, and I mean just the Warners. I think themselves go to lend themselves to being ghosts very easily with being able to stretch and bend and everything, but. That looks like the mother from the Elmira show. Uh, <laughs> Slightly, uh, yeah. Tiny, Tiny Toons Elmira mom. That's scary. That is super scary. <laughs> I think they made a whole movie with Alex Baldwin with that kind of Yeah, exactly. Guy. That was the original. Yeah. And Russell could definitely take liberties. I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was real brave about that. And you could yeah. tell he was having a good time with it, too. And, you know, another thing is that Rusty would encourage the animation to be fuller, too. I noticed, like, on a lot of his cartoons, you know, there was a lot more uh, bombastic movement of the characters. And it's like, I kind of took a lead from that myself, actually, because to some degree, you kind of think you might need to not be so crazy. But the beauty of this show was that we were just free to just do stuff, you know, be really really extreme stuff and that made it easy and it made it a lot of fun too absolutely yeah well the posing on your cartoon uh you know the, the little drummer warner's coming up and the posing in this thing on the warners uh, just brilliant and yeah and a lot of drawings clearly the storyboards must have been just packed with detail oh yeah yeah Rusty, Rusty put a lot, there was a lot in his boards. I mean, a lot of his cartoons, you, know, you could pretty much 
look at the boards and it was all in there. <laughs> you know, it was, you didn't leave out a whole lot of stuff, you know, but we were, we were always being sneaky though. I don't know if you knew this Tom, but you know, because back then we had a layout department, if you remember. Yeah. <laughs> Rusty and I were really bad about this. We would like tell the layout guys, well, animate the scene, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then animate the scene, right? And then we would take, we would put it on the X sheets, you know, and then we send it overseas and we say, um, can you just like clean this up and do some movie tweens, you know? <laughs> and they would do it, you know? <laughs> so, wow. That is so great. So the layout department, wow, that's beautiful. Well, that's how you got such great results. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were very sneaky about that. <laughs> no, I know. I know on this cartoon, I think Norm McCabe and Tom Ray and Donna Mulio, uh, they were they helped on the uh, the sheet timing of this one. Yeah, yeah, were. Rusty and Leonard slugged these these particular episodes though, and uh, see that's a nice thing too. Like Rusty's an animator too; he's an animator like Luke, though, so he knew yeah. what he needed to do. You know, he knew he knew how he needed to time it. So that Absolutely. gave us a tremendous advantage. You know, when you're an animator, you kind of already know what you want to see, so you can just put it in there. The Bee Gees are beautiful in these two episodes. I think John Dimer and Hugh Pettibone uh, did a lot of the backgrounds for both of these cartoons. Yeah. Stuff. Sorry. Yeah, this, there's a joke in this bit that I think is one of the Maybe the dirtiest jokes we've ever had. I'm surprised <laughs> it's in the Christmas show. <laughs> and but it's I mean it's not really it's a double entendre, but it's about the stamp collection. He says, I've got a you don't have a stamp collection. Well then just open my mail. <laughs> Which I think could be taken as a double entendre for I don't know. Anyway, open my mail. <laughs> We were always getting away with stuff. <laughs> you always, you always kind of hope that nobody would pay attention to little things like that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was always happening. <laughs> and these are, that's a Bob Hope growl there. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, I love this whole staircase thing with the chorus line. <laughs> it's really a spectacular musical number. Yeah. Very busby. Yeah, and the animation. Yeah, just all mm -hmm. of it. Just... It's a Groucho Bob Hope Citizen Kane mixed in a blender. <laughs> and then this model, this reminds me of Jeffrey Katzenberg, this model. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> who is uh, actually, I think, this is Ralph's son who has grown up. <laughs> Yes, he did. I was hoping that the reboot would uh, have Ralph's son as the. <laughs> yeah, it should have. Like been. if they didn't have plots. And it, it should have had plots as the guard gate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, there. <laughs> I mean, plots looks pretty good though, despite being incredibly old. Apparently, <laughs> by now, yeah, he must, he must be very old. Must be 
<laughs> God, it's so cool to see this again. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Rob Paulson does so many great different voices. He's really amazing. <laughs> it's an interesting twist on a, on the you know Christmas Carol because of course the original one it's like. Scrooge, you will die. Oh mm-hmm. no. It really <laughs> but this works. is showing this is showing like, no, you, you have karma, it'll come around to you if you're yeah. mean, then so your people will be, you know, you'll you'll it'll be you one day. And it really, you know, it works with Ralph playing the Bob Cratchit role and yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and <laughs> also I think the story really works for uh our time, Leonard, for uh when you think about the studios, they make all this money, and uh, and yet the the artists are living in places like this because mm-hmm. <laughs> the studio execs really made it all. And our uh, very talented uh, uh, group of artists in our union, you know, we're trying to get uh, as much as we can, but you know, we don't get, for instance, like writers in in live action get residuals uh, not here in animation uh directors yeah. in live action uh directors guild they get uh royalties uh the directors of animation don't get those royalties so not that i'm trying to create a big controversy here but uh this this little representation of scrooge and marl uh, and and Cratchit uh, is is similar to what's happening in animation. Yeah, that's a shame. You know, I, mean, I think we're most of us who are creatives and, and Tom knows this. You know, we love the opportunity to do these types of things. So whenever the opportunity comes, we just jump on it. You know, and, and all we can do is hope that those in charge will appreciate the effort put in and see it. And, Maybe they'll be nice enough to <laughs> let us do it again or whatever. You know? Yeah, and and maybe share in the largesse. But you're right. Uh, all of us, I mean, when we were making Animaniacs, we were just so thrilled to have the freedom, creative freedom to do cartoon, make cartoons we like. Yeah, yeah. But here's your here's your opus. All so right. Go for it, Leonard. You don't <laughs> let me interrupt. Oh, it's just so much fun doing this. Um, and we had Ann Gunther, I believe. Yeah, we had Ann Gunther working on this a little bit. She did some backgrounds on this. But yeah, um, you know, I got to jump in here and board it, and uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. I pretty much knew what I wanted to do. You know, it was like I knew this was going to be done to music, so primarily done to music. So I was really excited about doing it. But I wanted to create the feel of it being a very fully done animated short. But I didn't want it to get so serious that <laughs> it wasn't fun anymore, you know. So I was really happy that that we get we had the characters in this that we had, but uh, just a joy all around, you know. I was looking for something that had a little bit more production value to it, so that's why we got the special effects and all that in there. <laughs> I pretty much tried to time out the entire cartoon. My, well, I didn't try to. I did it. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and actually, I remember when I did the storyboard on this, I did so many drawings on it that 
well, the overseas guy said, well, gosh, you animated this for us. I was, <laughs> like, oh, really? I was like, well, you know, I just want to make sure you knew what I wanted. You know, so, <laughs> you know that, I think that's the thing that like, when you see something and you put that kind of work into it, when you actually see it on the screen, it's just so nice. And um, our overseas studios are great. We have some really good studios and they do beautiful work. And uh, Tom saw to it that I got the best studio. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they you were teamed they, up with a great one. They didn't drop the ball, which is wonderful, too. They, yeah. they really did it nicely. I mean, because a scene like this, for instance, it's a very simple scene. But, you know, I wanted it to feel natural. And they, they carried that off well, you know. It's not necessarily that easy. You know, you think of scenes like this being really simple, but they're actually kind of technically difficult hands and what have you but yeah you had wacko stop there for a second and then have to catch up that's it is natural yeah, yeah i just wanted to give it you know i wanted the people to think like wow were we watching a disney cartoon here <laughs> yeah, that's right but then i wanted to kind of break into our the what we do what we do at warner brothers which is the fun stuff you know i wanted to kind of make that a juxtaposition have it be natural but then you know go into fun stuff <laughs> See, I think they should get this cartoon out in theaters. It's it, they really should. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. uh, six and a half minutes. It's like perfect. We really put a lot into it, and then and of course Annie did a gorgeous job on the backgrounds. So I, I think she. I don't know if she did them all. I think she did. She did a lot of the key ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this scene. <laughs> oh gosh, what I was doing is like a. This is where I knew I was like I gotta I gotta loosen up here. This is gotta be fun. So (laughs) 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 the poses are brilliant on them. It's just a blast. (laughs) It is a good balance of silliness and seriousness at the same time in this cartoon. It's really nice. Well, you know, it's a Warner Brothers cartoon. You know, I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want it to be mistaken for a Disney cartoon, but I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to have it kind of like to be a blend of those two styles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we got Rob, Jess Harnell, and Jim Jim Cummings coming up. Yeah. Great stuff they did. So beautiful. I had uh, Bob Sledge. You remember Robert Sledge, right, uh, Tom? You know, Tom yeah. Bob Sledge. Yeah, Bob to help me out too on some of the boards because I had. Yes. Yeah, I did. He, he did some of the boards too, and we, you know, we kind of collaborated on that. But I did like most of it. But yeah, he did some real nice stuff, and he helped me on some of the design too. I had the basic design worked out, and he did some nice cleanup and touch up on it. Yeah, we had some good some good stuff. You had great people. Great people. Yeah, they carried through really nicely. I was going for all the shading and everything. I wanted shadows on everything. Mm. <laughs> Mary is perfect. That's where I uh, picked up the pace a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I got the animals dancing. Gangs going. Chorus, <laughs> the chorus of singers who sang like Little Town of Bethlehem were uh, Carol Lombard, Kimberly, uh, 
Blixton, Brianne Lapone, and Sarah Ford, and they they recorded their their tracks four times. So that's why it sounds like so many different voices. And they were little kids. They were little kids doing the voices. But this is the tour de force right here, Lenore. This crazy this, stuff. <laughs> this swing era. Now, did you just naturally go swing era? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I asked them to kind of go 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 wild with it because I had a few poses in here. I wasn't quite sure how I wanted to do it, and I timed it out and I figured out the X sheets, and they did exactly what I asked them to do. It was great. <laughs> I mean, I love the poses, though. They worked out that pretty good. Because I wasn't sure if I got it right until I saw, you know, like a roughs on it. And it looked great. So I said, okay, that should work. <laughs> well, well it, it actually sends chills up my spine, this episode. It really does. Or down my spine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. It was a blast to work on. Awesome, so, Lenore. Yeah, that's, that's just beautiful. You, know, you, just, you just wish you could get to do that more stuff like that. You know, I'd say yeah, in my yeah. entire career, I've only done a few things like that. So I've been very fortunate. Uh, Warner Brothers gave me the, I think maybe the best opportunity to do some really pretty cool stuff. So, I'm well, I hope you get more opportunities because you deserve them and you're great. You're awesome. Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, thank you, Leonard, so much for coming on. Uh, we're really just a merry, merry Christmas. What a great, t- what a great yeah. way to to, uh, to Lenore, start. Did, it, did I? Because I might have talked over some spot that you wanted to talk about. So, were there things that you want to mention about that episode that you haven't yet? Um, no, I think that I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, you know, a lot of the things you said were too. I mean, very helpful. Some stuff I didn't remember exactly, but most of it I did. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I was. Uh, I was just really thankful that I had some extra people to help on it. You know, when you let me <laughs> use it. Yeah, because I think was... I, now that I recall, I think I said, Leonard, you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. I think I said, Leonard, you just do this and <laughs> nobody's going to bother you, but no one's going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know what it was? It was a vote of confidence because it's like when you came to me with it, I said, wow, you trust me with this. And I, you know, it was, I was just touched. I thought, well, well, I'm going to give him I, my, my attitude of giving the best cartoon that I can possibly give him because if he's, if he trusts me to that degree, then I'm going to deliver as best I can. And so yeah. I'm very thankful, you know, and, and, and you did, you did help me out with some of the other people because like, and Gunther, I mean, when you told me I could have her do a few BGs, I was like, what? And Gunther, my goodness. So, because I mean, Annie was always working on all of the classy stuff, you know. Yeah. So for us to get her even involved, even a little bit, was like, yes, you know. So, um, yeah, no, it, it worked out great. I, man, I had no complaints. I mean, if I, could, if I could do a few more productions like that, hey, <laughs> die happy. <laughs> I hope that happens. And uh, I can't thank you enough for making that beautiful, beautiful cartoon. Thank you for giving me a chance to do it. (laughs) This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated.